1: Good afternoon, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dundee Precious Metals First Quarter's results Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question-and-answer session, and instructions will follow at that time. If anyone should require assistance during the conference, please press star, then zero on your touchstone telephone. As a reminder, this call may be recorded. Thank you. I would now like to turn the conference over to your host, Ms. Jennifer Cameron. Ma'am, please go ahead. Thank you, and good
0: morning. I'm Jennifer Cameron, Director, Investor Relations for Dundee Precious Metals, and I'd like to welcome you to our first quarter conference call. With me today are David Ray, our incoming President and CEO, and Hume Kyle, Chief Financial Officer. After the close of business yesterday, we released our first quarter results and hope you've had an opportunity to review the material. All forward-looking information provided during this call is subject to the forward-looking qualification, which is detailed in our news release, and incorporated in full for purposes of today's call. Certain financial measures referred to during this call are not measures recognized under IFRS and are referred to as non-GAAP measures. These measures have no standardized meaning under IFRS and may not be comparable to similar measures presented by other companies. The definitions established and calculations performed by DPM are based on management's reasonable judgment and are consistently applied. These measures are intended to provide additional information and should not be considered in isolation or as a substitute for measures prepared in accordance with IFRS. Please refer to the non-GAAP financial measures section of our most recent MD&A for reconciliations of these non-GAAP measures. Please note that unless otherwise stated, operational and financial information communicated during this call have generally been rounded and any references to 2019 pertain to the comparable period in 2019. I'll now turn the call over to David Ray.
2: Good morning, and thank you all for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here today as the incoming CEO of Dundee Precious Metals and provide you with an overview of our first quarter results and some insights into our achievements over this period. I'd first like to acknowledge Rick's many contributions to the company over the past 11 years, As he leaves DPM in the strongest position it's ever been in. Rick will be joining us at our virtual AGM later today and I hope you'll join us all at DPM in wishing him the best in his future endeavors. In terms of COVID-19, it goes without saying that this has been a very challenging few months around the world as a result of the pandemic. We continue to manage the situation by prioritizing the health and safety of our workforce and local communities and to focus on maintaining the continuity of our operations Thus far, our operations are continuing to operate in line with our guidance for the year and we've not experienced any disruptions to our inbound and outbound supplies. The pandemic has, however, had an effect on the local communities where we operate and we make in a number of efforts to provide financial support and assistance with a particular focus on the most vulnerable groups within our employees and their communities. To date we've donated over $750,000 to support numerous initiatives to benefit the local communities where we operate. This financial support has been focused on local hospitals to support their activities and to assist them in preparing additional medical facilities to isolate and treat COVID-19 patients. We've also provided necessary medical supplies and protective equipment. We continue to take proactive measures to closely monitor the situation and given our financial and operating strength, we are well positioned to manage these challenges. As you have seen from our news release circulated last night, we delivered an, an exceptional first quarter, achieving multiple records for operating and financial performance. This was accomplished despite the recent challenges with the COVID-19 pandemic, and that's a tribute to our strong local operating teams, the relationships we've built with our stakeholders, and the quality of our portfolio. Turning to the highlights of our first quarter results, they would include excellent performance at all of our operations, which resulted in production of 73,000 ounces of gold, 9.4 million pounds of copper, and near-record smelter performance. We also had better-than-expected cost performance, resulted in an all-in cost for the quarter of $593 per ounce, and we had strong financial results, including record adjusted EBITDA Record adjusted earnings per share and a record $49 million free cash flow for the quarter. Turning to our operating performance at and um, the highlights from our operations starting with Adatepe last year. Um, the full ramp-up of our newest mine was achieved with only three months. Uh, within only three months, a remarkable accomplishment um, in our industry. Adatepe uh, continues to deliver impressive performance, and in only its second full quarter of operation. The mine produced 30 uh, 30 ounces of gold. Uh, This was, uh, I must admit, above our expectations for the quarter as a result of strong throughput and grades. With cash costs of $40 per tonne of ore processed, cost performance was also significantly better than anticipated and Hume is going to go into some of the reasons behind that shortly. The mine and mill continue to perform at expected levels and to meet or exceed our expectations. With a strong start to the year, Adatepe continues to be on track to meet its 2020 guidance with gold production expected to increase significantly over 2019 levels as our newest mine contributes in its first full year of production and the associated cash flow generation to our portfolio. We're also continuing with our exploration efforts around Adatepe and uh, we had 5,200 meters of drilling planned uh, at CERNEC and other satellite prospects during the course of the year with the goal of establishing a new mineral resource to extend operations at Atatepe. At Chalapach, uh, continue, there was a continuation of the, the uh, excellent track record of consistent performance, producing approximately 43,000 ounces of gold and 9.4 million pounds of copper. Gold production was in line with our expectations, while copper production was slightly below. That was as a consequence of um, slightly lower than expected copper grades and recoveries. Cash costs of $36 per tonne of all processed were in line with expectations. So overall, Chalapetch is on track to meet its 2020 guidance and continues to perform well. At the end of March, we filed a technical report with an updated mineral reserve and mineral resource estimate for Chalapetch. Um, we added uh, 1 million tonnes of mineral reserves, largely as a result of new stove designs and redesign of existing stoves. This partially offset production depletion of 2.2 million tons for a net reduction of 1.2 million tons in total. With a proven and probable gold reserve of 1.6 million ounces and 336 million pounds of copper, uh, that supports an eight-year mine life and with an additional 1.3 million ounces of gold and 296 million pounds of copper in MNI, is a strong potential to continue extending mine life at Chalapetch as we have achieved over the last 11 years of our production there. In terms of exploration, we continue to focus on extending the mine life through our in-mine and Brownfields exploration programs. In our first quarter, a total of approximately 13,000 meters of resource-developed diamond drilling was completed with the aim of expanding the current ore body extents and to explore for new mineralization along modeled trends. In terms of brownfield activities, diamond drilling from surface continued around Chalapetch through the first quarter of 2020 at the Wedge South Target, and at the Cresta Cresta Prospect, with a total of 4,000 meters of drilling completed in 11 holes. Moving to SUMEB, uh, SUMEB achieved its second highest quarterly production on record, uh, which was a significant increase from the previous quarter as the operation wrapped up, following an extended maintenance shutdown completed during the fourth quarter of 2019. This is particularly satisfying, as historically the first quarter has been the most challenging due to power instability um, during the rainy season. This shows the outcome of efforts by the team to mitigate these realities. The cash cost per tonne of complex concentrates melted during the first quarter was $357. This was below expectations and Hume again will discuss this uh, shortly. As we previously announced in early April, we temporarily reduced operations at SUMEB in April uh, by shutting down ancillary plants in response to a government directive targeted at limiting staff levels in response to COVID-19. The smelter has now returned to full operations and despite a 30-day reduction, SUMEB remains on track to deliver its 2020 guidance. Overall, as you can see from our exceptional first quarter results, 2020 is on track to be another milestone year for DPM as we are now starting to demonstrate full potential of our portfolio. In terms of future growth, our teamwork project in Serbia is advancing well as a potential growth opportunity. Following encouraging results from the optimization work completed last year to incorporate the sulfide portion of the resource, we've recently initiated a pre-feasibility study, which is expected to be completed by the end of 2020. We also continue to evaluate additional opportunities to support growth and that have the potential to generate strong returns and enhance the value of the company. In closing, DPM has never been in a stronger position, and with our strong first quarter results, we've demonstrated that significant free cash flow generation is underway, and that we are committed to deploying this capital in a disciplined manner. Earlier this year, we were very pleased to announce an inaugural dividend of two cents per share, a quarterly level we believe to be sustainable based on our free cash flow outlook, and yesterday, we announced a second quarter dividend payable on July the 15th. This is a signal of our commitment to delivering superior returns to shareholders and the disciplined approach to capital allocation, as well as confidence that we will continue to deliver strong results in the coming years. Before I wrap up, I'd like to acknowledge all of our dedicated employees across the company for their outstanding efforts to proactively respond to the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, while also maintaining the continuity of our operations. With continued volatility in global markets, we expect the strong fundamentals for gold to continue. DPM is now extremely well-positioned relative to our peers to benefit in this environment of high gold prices and can also better withstand any fluctuations that may occur. We firmly believe that DPM's strong fundamentals continue to represent a compelling value opportunity for investors. And with that, I'll now turn the call over to Hume for a review of our financial results and comments on our three-year outlook and 2020 guidance, following which we will open the call to questions.
3: Thanks, Dave. Good morning, everybody. As Dave said, the global challenges uh, being posed by COVID-19. Uh, um, you know, despite those challenges, we we had an exceptional uh, Q1 with strong production and cost performance, contributing to a number of quarterly records, including net earnings, adjusted EPS, adjusted EBITDA, and free cash flow. Relative to 2019-2020 financial results, benefited from higher volumes of gold and copper sold which primarily reflected the startup of Adetepe and an additional delivery by Celipech, higher gold prices, lower TCs, a stronger U.S. dollar, and lower share-based compensation costs related to period-over-period share price performance. As a result, we reported some impressive improvements in financial performance compared to 2019, with adjusted net earnings of 46 million, or 26 cents per share, Representing a twenty seven percent increase compared to twenty nineteen, an EBITDA of seventy-eight million, up sixty-one million or four hundred and fifty percent compared to twenty nineteen. From a cash flow perspective, Q one cash flow from operating activities was nine million compared to fourteen million in twenty nineteen, primarily reflecting an increase in working capital of approximately forty eight million dollars, most of which is temporary due principally to the timing of sales and receipts from our customers. Funds from operations, on the other hand, which are more reflective of cash generated during the quarter, as it is not impacted by swings in working capital, was $57 million compared to $16 million in the prior period. During the quarter, we also generated free cash flow of $49 million, a significant increase over $10 million generated in the same period last year, reflecting Atitepi's contribution to the cash flow generating capability of our portfolio and our overall strong operating performance. This was partially offset by the delivery of 13,000 ounces of gold in respect of our prepaid forward gold sales arrangement, which resulted in approximately $18 million or $1365 per ounce of deferred revenue being recognized in earnings with no corresponding contribution to cash flow. Turning to our consolidated cost, uh, cash cost measures, our all-in sustaining costs per ounce for Q1 was $593. This was down $226 from 2019, due primarily to low-cost gold production from Adetepe and higher copper byproduct volumes. At Sumeb, our Q1 cash cost was $537, down $13 from 2019, due primarily to higher volumes, a weaker czar, which was partially offset by lower asset prices. From a capital expenditure standpoint, sustaining capital expenditures for the first quarter were $7 million up $5 million from 2019, and reflecting investments that are being made to extend the life of Chalopech's tailings management facility, as well as the start-up of Atatepe, while growth capital expenditures for the first quarter were $3 million, down $15 million from 2019 due to the completion of the Atatepe mine in June 2019. As Dave said, we continue to maintain a strong financial position. Uh, as at March 31st, we had a $189 million of cash resources, $175 million under our revolving credit facility, a cash position of $14 million, and a portfolio of investments that provide additional upside, comprised primarily of a 10% interest in Sabina, a 19% interest in INV, and a 78% interest in MineRP. As part of our ongoing assessment of the potential impacts of COVID 19 on our business, we evaluated the adequacy of our financial resources, and I can confirm that we're satisfied that we are well-positioned to deal with any of its potential impacts. From a risk management perspective, we also continue to monitor our underlying financial exposures, and as reported in previous periods, we've entered into a series of hedges in the form of zero-cost collars to reduce SUMEB's operating cost exposure to foreign currency movements. For the balance of 2020, approximately 77% of SUMEB's projected operating costs have been hedged with a weighted average floor and ceiling exchange rate of 14.61 and 16.14. And for 2021, 55% of its operating costs have been hedged with a weighted average floor and ceiling exchange rate of 15.67 and 18.31. Looking forward, we continue to focus on increasing the profitability and the net asset value of our business by optimizing our existing assets. Based on year-to-date performance and our outlook over the balance of the year, DPM is on track to meet its previously issued guidance for each of its operations, including expected gold production of 257 to 299,000 ounces of gold and 35 to 40 million pounds of copper. An all in sustaining cost of $700 to $780 uh, per, uh, dollars per ounce, and a cash cost per ton of complex concentrates smelted of $370 to $450. Over the balance of 2020, just under 21,000 ounces of gold will be used to fully settle the company's prepaid forward gold sale, which was undertaken to provide partial funding for the construction of our Atatepi mine. If foreign exchange rates and copper prices remain unchanged from current spot levels over the balance of the year, 2020 cash costs are expected to be closer to the low end of our guidance. Our longer-term outlook that we issued in February and which covers 2020 to 2022 remains unchanged and the details of which can be found in in the three-year outlook section of our MD&A. In closing, with significant free cash flow generation underway, we remain committed to maintaining a disciplined approach to capital allocation and are in a great position to grow our cash position to to support prudently investing in high-return growth opportunities and to return a portion of the free cash flow generation to our shareholders by way of a dividend, the second of which was announced yesterday. With this context, we firmly believe, notwithstanding the strong share price appreciation we've seen in recent years, DPM continues to represent an attractive investment opportunity for gold investors. And with that, I'll turn the call back over to the operator.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, you may press star, then the number one, on your touchstone telephone. If your question has been answered or you wish to remove yourself in the queue, please press the star key. Your first question comes from the line of Mark, Michael Javik from RBC. Your line is open.
4: Uh, Perfect. Uh, Thanks and good morning. Uh, Again, congrats, uh, David, on I guess your your first uh, formal day in the the seat or effectively the first day in the seat. Uh, And uh, congrats to uh, Rick. uh, I'm assuming he's listening in. Uh, And again, excellent quarter from you guys. Uh, so, can you guys, uh, or to start off, can you just give some more color around this uh, working capital build and when you would expect to uh, to recover it? Uh, just a, l- a little more clarity on that. Jim, did you yeah, want to I, take that?
3: Yeah, sure. No, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the the working capital is is, is it's just completely normal course. It has. Uh, you know nothing to do with uh, any credit issues. It has nothing to do with covid nineteen. It's really just the timing of when we deliver and then the corresponding timing of when we get paid. Um, and 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 that's it and and it's uh, you know if you look at it quarter over quarter or as we look at it quarter over quarter over the balance of the year, you know the vast majority of it is going to get reversed in the second quarter. Um, and I would say that like on a go forward basis, there'll be a small portion that might stay uh, simply because we're in an environment where we've got higher gold prices. So on, on balance, our outstanding receivables at any given point in time will be a little bit higher, reflecting that. But you know, the vast majority of the 48 million change in working capital, 40 of it was uh, is, was receivables, and as I say, the vast majority of it will reverse in Q2.
4: Okay, perfect. Yeah, just uh, always good to clarify and understand if if there is any structural build of higher inventories, or uh, again preparing for for COVID or, or any risks around COVID, or delay delays with uh, shipments or or whatever. So, so again, uh, to to clarify that, and then uh, can you give some more clarity on the. Uh, cost performance at other i mean uh you know the, the forty dollars a ton is quite a bit below what you guys were guiding so uh kind of what drove that delta and should we expect uh some of that to reverse in in the back half of the year
2: go ahead human i'll add in if there's other comments uh, to uh give, yeah, a, no, give I the think, picture
3: yep i happy to do that no, Adetepe, uh definitely uh, performed better than uh, even we had expected. I think it's uh, it's due to production, it's due to grade, it's due to uh, the, uh, the strong U.S. dollar that we uh, saw, um, as well as you know timing. So we we don't expect that we'd be at the same level that we were in, in Q1 throughout the entire year. Uh, just because you know, timing of uh, maintenance activities and other activities that uh, you know take place in uh, at the mine throughout the year um, so i wouldn't I wouldn't sort of forecast that you know this is a level uh that we would likely come out at at the end of the year and, and that's you know why we haven't changed our guidance uh, but that said uh I think at this stage there's good reason to believe that uh uh, we are going to perform at the lower end, or certainly below the midpoint of our guidance, particularly if uh, if foreign exchange rates remain ex- at present levels. Dave, you want to add anything?
2: Sure. I mean, to give you an idea, we've had, we had no mill maintenance uh, activities in Q1. We've had no maintenance activities in both our mines in Q2. So just a couple of days of downtime for realigning activities. So you know, part of the performance. Uh, was also related to the tannic, so you know we uh, we had uh, a little excess uh, in terms of what we did in Adeteto versus plan, and then of course there was a similar sort of value with grade. So those two things affected the overall performance when it came to uh, to production. But in terms of cost, you of course get some benefit with your variable cost versus uh, versus fixed cost. Um, there were a couple a couple of other minor things. So as a consequence of the COVID. Um, Situation: the power costs in country were slightly reduced, so that was about a dollar per ton. And then we also had some contracting which we put in place, which we was slightly better than anticipated. So there are some reasons why, as Hume says, you know, we're sort of middle trending down in terms of uh, what we'd uh, we'd guided on for the year. But I mean, exceptional performance in Q1. We'll do everything that we can to make sure we we keep the costs as low as possible. But that's a little. Um, better than we would anticipate for the rest of the year. So as Hume said, we're maintaining our guidance at this point.
4: Okay, perfect. That's uh, helpful. And then uh, I I guess kind of uh, obviously early days for you in the CEO role, but uh, you've had a bit of time to prepare. So uh, kind of how are you thinking about the strategic approach for DPM and uh, do you think there will be any changes relative to uh, what we've previously seen?
2: So at a high level, if you look historically, we've worked on making sure that we have high continuity of operations and exceptional people well-trained to do what they do, and that the idea being during the build of Adetepe that we are able to generate the cash flow that supports our ambitions to have a, a healthy pipeline that supports a mid-tier operation going forward. And what's happened is that as a consequence of our share price being lower than we believed was uh, was where it should have been, we've been a little bit more cautious in terms of our activities in populating that pipeline. So now where we have the share price um, improving, not yet at the point which we believe recognizes the value of the organization, now there's an opportunity for some discipline in terms of the population of that pipeline. So we have activities through from early stage exploration to projects through to potentially Um, operations as we look to have that pipeline supporting um, our future mid-tier performance. So, you know, the primary change is going to be around what do we do now um, to refocus on this pipeline. So we did start a a process in February. We are continuing to look at where it is that we believe we can create unique differences. And that will be the focus of uh, targeting both for ongoing operations and any future additions to our pipeline. I don't know if that helps if that helps Mark.
4: Yep, well no, that was uh helpful. And and then I guess just on uh PMO, can you uh obviously you're, you're now pushing ahead on the PFS and you you mentioned some uh positive impacts that you saw from uh uh you know some of the optimization work. So can can you uh give a little more detail around what's going on there?
2: Michael, would you take that?
4: Sure. Hi Mark. Um, as you'll recall from the, the PA that was released last year, that was focused on uh, entirely the oxide and trans- and transitional components uh, of the ore body. Um, so it was really just half of the resource that um, uh, really, you know, focused was the focus of the PA. We then took a look at the broader resource and tried to incorporate the sulfide component, which was the other half of the 2 million ounce resource. And that was, um, that supported the optimization study that was completed late last year. That supported uh, our decision to go ahead um, to the pre-feasibility stage based on those encouraging results. Uh, And that will be complete um, by the end of the year. Perfect. Uh, that's it for me. Thanks, guys, and uh, great quarter. Thanks. Thank
1: you. Once again, if you would like to ask a question, you may press star 1 on your touchstone telephone. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, you may press star 1 on your touchstone telephone. Speakers. I am not showing any other questions at this time. You may continue.
2: Jennifer, are you on mute?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Um, so that's all the questions we have for today. So thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we look forward to catching up with you um,
1: ahead of the next quarter.
2: Okay, bye, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much, speakers. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you all for joining. You may now disconnect.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.